This is Holistic Hysteria. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. The sunshine is finally out. I was thought I was going to sit out in a thunderstorm to record this, but uh, it passed (laughs) rather quickly. (laughs) Well, that'll be all right. (laughs) So here we are. Yes. Uh, Um. And sitting outside once again to record, and we are not yet back in the studio, but it shouldn't be too much longer. And uh, all the birds and bugs are making all kinds of noise now instead of the thunder that was rolling through a minute ago. But it is what it is. Nature is awesome. We're just going to embrace it. Oh, yeah. Love it. So here we are, mid-August in Alabama, and it is hot. Yes. And sticky. Yes. Um, <laughs> today, actually, it's not as hot as it's been. It's been in the upper 90s. And, you know, it's just you sweat just going from the front door to your car and um, embrace it most days. But then um, you've got days like today where it still may feel in the 90s, but they're like, you know, it's only going to be 84. Okay. We see you. We see you, Alabama humidity. Um, yep. But it's all good. We've, uh, we actually, um, did you know had a short uh, episode last week for um, just kind of a check in, seeing how everybody's doing with you know now we're getting busier. It's uh, life speeding up a little bit more for most of us, and uh, whether we're ready or not, you know here we come for the school year and all that jazz. So we were coming off a staycation um, since we had we got a pool for the house and all that. So it was kind of nice just to kind of have a change up of routine and spend a lot of time outside with the kids for a few days and kind of unplug from work and the world and stuff. Um, so anyway, uh, we were really missing the beach though. I know a few people still got to go, but we had canceled our trip and we didn't do the whole last minute, you know, drive down there. We just decided to stay here. So, um, hopefully we'll get back to the beach before too much longer, but have you guys had a nice last few weeks? Are you feeling rushed into stuff oh no it's been great we've had a we've had a great few weeks ready to get back into a routine i unlike some of the members of my family thrive (laughs) in a good routine um but you know not everybody's ready but i would say my son and i are ready yeah i think more people realize or more people than not you know even if they don't think they need routine i think most people do flourish with a routine um even if it's your own routine that doesn't match anybody else's but um yeah I myself am ready for the house to have a little bit more structure as well so (laughs) we'll see what happens though everything's kind of kind of crazy um for you know especially the the little ones um and all that it's going to be different from our oldest child so we'll see what happens everybody's kind of in a different spot and uh, definitely my, my heart goes out to all the people who wanted their kids back in school and their districts have chosen to do virtual learning. Um, hopefully whatever, whatever circumstance you end up under is the best for you and your family and your area and all that jazz. So, um, yeah, you just got to roll with the punches, I guess. Um, but speaking of that, hopefully people have had time to, to develop some sort of routine, even if you haven't, you know, been out of the house very much as far as, you know, um, really kind of keeping your, I don't know, your mentality in check, I guess. I mean, we, we kind of mentioned that in almost every episode just because of the times. Um, 
especially right now. And maybe you feel like you have a little bit of self-help ADD. Um, You're kind of jumping from one thing to the next. And so we kind of wanted to dive into that a little bit today and either kind of approach like, is that just always how it is? Or are there tips to kind of help avoid the whole self-help ADD? Maybe you're you feel like you're not into self-help at all, or maybe you feel like you're always into it and not, you know, I don't know. So we'll, we'll kind of talk about it a little bit today. Um, I don't know, as far as self-help goes, I feel like I didn't truly really embrace it until about a decade ago. Um, I mean, not to say that I wasn't doing stuff to kind of help myself. Like if you think about the, like the definition of self-help is literally like learning something for yourself, applying it to your life and, maintaining, you know, lasting change because of this certain something you learned, right? There's no, like, we're not talking about any one specific thing. So in, there's all these different areas of life. So when you think about self-help, Kelly, what do you think about? I think about that, but I also think about, um, someone who has it all together and can, tell everybody else how to be you know there's kind of a negative tone to it as well um so I'm excited about today's discussion because when I think of self-help I know just because of my studies and the things that I've that I've been doing that it is a positive thing it is something that can create some pretty amazing changes in lives of people who adopt a new habit or whatever you want to call it. And then they, they apply it and and they see some really good positives. But I also know there's this negative side to it as well. And I'm excited to talk about that because I know that you know how to spot that. Um, And I know how to spot that. So I just want to make sure that our listeners know, you know, when is it good and when is it not good <laughs> right. for you? So I'm, I'm excited to, to learn a little bit today. Um, so hit, hit us with it, Jessica. What, how do we, how do we do this? So, well, I was thinking about it in terms of really anything that we do. Moderation is key, right? Yes. I mean, you think about anything you're going to do, like as far as like healthifying yourself, you know, with your habits and your behaviors and all that kind of stuff, anything taken to the extreme is also not necessarily helping you. Um, If anything that becomes a, you know, straight out obsession, like you don't want to ignore things and not work on it, but you also don't want it to consume you. So really it comes back to finding that balance again. And um, it's interesting that I think there are some people out there that think I'm not one of those self-help, you know, weirdos or whatever, but <laughs> it, you know, we're all doing, you know, learning stuff in some way and trying to improve our lives. You know what I mean? I mean, even if it's down to figuring out how to make your own pasta sauce or how to put together a shelf or, you know what I mean? Like there's all kinds of like things that might help make your life easier. Just things you do to just get along in life um, you know, figuring out how to plant a garden, you know, or grow a certain tree to keep, you know, butterflies near or um, keep mosquitoes away or whatever. You know, there's all these little things that we can learn that may not have anything to do with like your health necessarily, but it's still self-help in the way that you're 
learning something, applying it to your life. And, you know, it's going to create some sort of lasting change, whether it's, you know, not forever and ever, but, you know, change for a while, or if it's, you know, change that, that affects the rest of your life. But, um, it's interesting to think about people who, like, if you think about self-help, you know, some people may be turned off by the whole, you know, self-help stuff. Cause you see some really, um, interesting topics. Like if you go to the self-help section at a bookstore, which I know, I know that's kind that's of a, dying, that's art. A dying art. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, especially because, you know, lots of stores haven't been open much this year. So, you know, or maybe you're browsing it on in the Amazon section or whatever. If you type in self-help, you know, on the online stores and stuff like that, you can see some very interesting topics. And you're thinking, why in the world are people, A, somebody you know, is either thinks about it enough or wants to help people enough with it that they would make a book about it. And second of all, that that means there's enough people to buy that book, you know, if it's out there probably. Um, Mm -hmm. And some of the topics are just very strange, but you know, who are we to judge like how people want to improve their life. But at the same time, there's some people out there that you like, you might automatically think of when it comes to self-help. Like, I, I mean, there's some like religious people I think of. There's some um, like Oprah probably comes to people's minds. Um, and I mean, even like all the way down to Dr. Phil, which is not really like a self-help person, but, you know, doing the whole psycho- psychological work with people and all that kind of stuff. It's, I don't know, it's kind of not convoluted is not really the right word, but um, there's just no like cut, yeah, because cut and dry, you know. Yeah. Isn't Dr. Phil's doctorate in something else? I think so. Um, okay. I mean, I, I think he's, he has a doctorate, but I, and I he ended it's... up like basically doing therapy, you know, on his yeah. show with people. And yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure, but that kind of stuff. And then this is where it kind of gets, you know, into the scary negative side of things is that you want to make sure that the people you're seeking help from actually know what they're talking about. And, mm-hmm. and, and there's really, I mean, I know a lot of people can know a, a lot about a lot of things without having, you know, a certification or a doctorate or whatever in that specific thing. Like maybe, you know, their training, you know, whatever they do have training in led them to the career they have now. Like I kind of feel similar in that instance, just because I have training in applied behavior analysis, um, you know, with a degree in psychology, but I went towards the behavior analysis way with developmental disabilities. Now it doesn't mean that I can't do anything else. It just means that's what my, you know, specificity was in. So as far as like the groundwork, you know, with companies and, you know, graduate school was very, it was all heavy handed with developmental disabilities, but the basics of what I've learned and actually applying it in work and in life led me to how I approach helping people change behavior now regarding their health. So if you think Mm -hmm. about it, like I don't technically have a master's specifically helping people with their health but what I did get in you know the the degrees that I got in that actually helped set me up for that so I just think it's interesting that you know people could question me they could be like do you really know what you're talking about you know but Mm. what I'm specializing in it's all the same foundation does that make sense all the same basics so yes I think that's a good point um we don't necessarily um yeah I don't I don't see that with you I don't I don't find myself thinking that way with you um or we'll be doing this podcast with you but um I think 
you that you make a good point how your other your schooling your training it is very similar though it is it's very very similar well, it's, it's the not same groundwork but if somebody exactly. were to say well what's your um you know master's in or whatever um and so I would say apply behavior analysis and I said you know with specialization in developmental disabilities but that doesn't take away from the overall master so no you still have to learn all of the right the groundwork exactly yeah. so when you look for people to kind of help you out with certain things or whatever you want to make sure that they at least have you know foundational experience and you know training of some sort in the area you're kind of looking at now I know that there's a lot of people that have friends that you know they might not have any training at all in certain things but they just seem to know a lot about how to help you or be that listening ear where it's almost like talking to a therapist, you know, but you're not actually going to therapy, but it is therapy, but it's not therapy, you know? Um, so I think people, I don't know, there's just so many different ways to approach getting, you know, help in certain ways that basically you learn or you experience and you take and like apply to your life. Um, the thing that scares me is there are people out there who claim to be, you know, um, Experts. experts and that they can shift your life radically but you pay them all these thousands of dollars or you know maybe put yourself in harm's way um oh we both recently listened to the guru podcast um we won't have to get into all that but it was just very interesting that you know you put somebody in the you know um public view you know like they were on a platform you know able to be on tv and stuff the people involved and um so they got really famous really fast and had a lot of people give them a lot of money and like people ended up dying in these situations that they were in all in the name of figuring out your life's purpose and becoming who you're supposed to be like mm -hmm. that's just so messed up it really is um mm -hmm. I didn't know if you had anything I knew you said you had some choice words <laughs> about that specific podcast so I didn't know if I you did. wanted to to no I, and I will say I enjoyed the podcast I thought that that it was really well oh, it was done. riveting yes yeah I, yeah. I binged so, the whole thing um yeah within two days I'm pretty sure yeah. so I just that is predatory. Yes. I'm not. I'm, ugh. I can't even form words. I know we don't want the E beside our um, <laughs> thing. So I'm this not episode. even going to do that. But I, I just, two points. Um, you shouldn't have to pay out the wazoo to get help um, if you're looking for help. And then, and then another thing is when you're truly experiencing therapy and you're going to a therapist and you're you're working through those issues it's not going to be an overnight thing it's not going to be a quick thing and it's not going to be something that some workshop can do when you're talking about some deep-rooted issues that need to be worked in a one-on-one -on -one basis with a therapist that takes time right and not so, to say that those experiences don't like enrich your life and shift your yeah. life and that kind of thing. We're not saying that like, you know, no. retreats or workshops or events, you know, with other people that are like you or whatever, like, obviously those are all great things, but they're like a stepping stone. You know, it's yes. not like you're necessarily going to go 
to something one weekend and be, I mean, not that you won't be, I mean, a lot of people do say, oh, I was forever changed. Like that changed my life, but it still takes work after that. It's not like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm done. I figured out who I am. I, my problems are solved. I'm, you know, I have one goal for, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of my life and direction, you know, it's, it's right. kind of an ongoing. And I think that's one of the points I wanted to drive home about self-help is that a, it's a good thing to want to always grow and always, you know, evolve and change and improve yourself. And there's always more to learn. I mean, you can't learn everything in one lifetime. You know, there's just, there's so many things, um, tuning into like, you know, maybe you feel lost and part of the whole reason why you want to seek self-help is because you don't know what direction to go in with your life. Um, you know, as far as your human experience, like, what are you supposed to be doing while you're here on this earth? Um, so sometimes I feel like people can, they can be swayed. Like you said, if it's somebody that's kind of more predatory or, you know, I've, I've noticed there's people that put down, like put down people, make you feel kind of almost beat you down and make you feel like mm-hmm. what you're, how you're living your life isn't good enough and you're missing something and I've got the secret and you've got to figure it out with me or you're just wasting your time. You know, like Ugh. I hate that. That's, that is what I say to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, you just diarrhea out of your mouth. Yeah. Like when people say things like that. So don't, yeah, do not fall for that. Yeah. That's, and I, I, I mean, we're all humans. Like, I don't, I know that some people, I mean, obviously we're all striving to be more in touch with who we are, like as a, you know, energy being like, or, you know, your spirituality, your, your presence on this earth, like what you're meant to do. It's not just one thing, in my opinion. Um, obviously this is just my opinion. Um, but I think we have multiple purposes in living out those life, life purposes, is what to tune into and that kind of thing. And it's not like you're, you didn't do this one thing and you, you totally missed life. You know, it's, there's multiple things to kind of really, you know, have as priorities and, but you get to individualize that you get to customize, Mm -hmm. you know, you have that luxury if you take it on, you know, how to um, kind of curate your life and live it and what priorities you, you honor and which ones you don't and all that kind of stuff. It's Mm -hmm. um, you have, most people have that option. Like I know it's not as free choice as it is, you know, from one person to the next in every circumstance. But, um, you also don't want somebody telling you that that the way you're living your life, you know, isn't the way they would do it. So it's wrong kind of thing either. Like, I mean, um, there is no one right way to have to create certain healthy habits, right? Like, you know, what we've covered, especially like, you know, going through the barefoot and balance program, it's very, well, here's kind of like basically the foundational stuff, but you get to build on that. However works for you. And that's kind of where, I just want people to be open enough to, yes, reading self-help books are great. Yes. I mean, I listen to self-help podcasts, in my opinion. It's just, to me, it's just learning, like learning from other people, learning from other people's experiences. And then, you know, um, you know, reading more to where it's like, hmm, how do I kind of receive this and and adopt it in my way and then move it forward, you know? And then um, your own experiences kind of 
shape where you go on your next step. So there's not this one linear line you've got to follow for success in life. And um, I mean, I think that's another reason why so many different self-help people are out there and so many quote unquote, like methods you're supposed to follow for this and method you're supposed to follow for that. You're supposed to have, you know, you're supposed to get up at 5am and you got to get your workout in first thing and you got to blah, 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 blah. You know, like I struggle with this just because I've tried you know, for years to make it more of a habit to go to bed early, to get up early and to, you know, do the workout first thing and have my meditation time and all this stuff. And what I found was sometimes I can do that, but it's like really hard for me to make it a long lasting habit for multiple reasons. But if I'm able to not be hard on myself about it and just get it in when I can, the fact that I'm still doing it at some point in the day is way more important than, Oh, I didn't get it in at 5am. I suck. You know, um, Mm -hmm. to me that does way more damage than, you know, if you just, even if it's not at the opportune time or whatever, like you're still doing it. Um, so anyway, but being on the lookout for the predatory people, the people that put you down, the people that, you know, really just kind of, you know, make you feel like you have to like cash in your retirement fund to go on this, you know, this seminars or excursions or whatever that you're going to commit to for like years and years and years before you can reveal who you really are kind of thing. It's just, it's just kind of wacky. I don't know. Um, now I would, I will say that there's, I mean, I even want to have like, it's on my goal list to host a retreat, like a wellness retreat weekend. Um, I don't know when that'll be. I was hoping it would be towards, you know, the end of the summer this year, but obviously that was put on hold. Um, So maybe next year or maybe the next, but, you know, and infuse a little bit of um, the groundwork of stuff we talk about in the Barefoot and Balance program, but have like some yoga time and have some other like, you know, breakout workshop sessions and stuff like that. But it's not going to be, you know, it's not like that one weekend is going to fix you or I'm going to say you have to do this every six weeks for a year to get the benefit of it or whatever. It's just like, uh-huh. it is what it is. You mean, you mean everybody's not going to go and have to shave their head? Right. No, I will not make you shave your head. <laughs> oh, good. Um, good deal. I will not get in a bootlegged uh, sweat lodge, um, you know, stuff like that. It's just. You can't even. I mean, yeah. And, and it's really, you can't even call it that. No, because it's. But that's so not what many it is. things. No, um, what we're referring to that podcast that we listened to, but um, you know, there's just certain people out there that I think that they get, I don't know, this inflated sense of ego, and they kind of lose touch with. I mean, maybe they have a real genuine desire to help people, um, but it kind of gets convoluted, and maybe their ego gets in the way, and they put people in harm's way, and it's like mm, nobody had to die for that. You know, um, I don't know. It's just very interesting. But in general, I think kind of finding your balance with with, you know, wanting to read, wanting to learn, wanting to improve, but not letting it consume you to the point that that's all you think about is how you need to do better. And, um, you know, even getting down to like talking about like the what we kind of thing, like counting every single calorie for years and years and working out until you hit a certain calories burned on your watch or whatever. Like I can't even wear, I don't even wear one of the watches that measure things just because I don't want to become obsessed with the numbers. So I just don't like, I know what my 
estimate is like, you know, knowing ranges and averages and all that kind of thing, I think is important because you need to measure what you want to change, but getting just really, you know, ingrained and involved in, um, every single little number, you know, um, I don't know, just with anything you're going to do. I think when you do that, you, you base your worth or your success on those and where it's a good way to measure and see, you know, where you might can make some changes or where you want, you don't want to view those numbers as failure or success. Right. Right. Because it is not tied to your worthiness. It is simply a measure of, you know, space and size or whatever. And I mean, I guess you can apply that same principle though. If you think about it, like for money, for somebody who's like trying to get out of debt, um, or, you know, build a big savings account or whatever, you do need to pay attention to the numbers. But again, you don't want to get so obsessive with it that you, you, you stop doing things that maybe cause you to miss out on experiences with people, um, like family members kind of far away. Like, you know, like I can't spend money on the ticket because I got to meet my number of how much money I need to save this month or whatever. And then that family member passes away and you never get to see him again. Like then you have to deal with like the emotional mental stress that not taking that trip might put on you all because you were trying to save a certain number of money. Does that make sense? Like, I don't, I mean, I'm not the most financially, I'm not a financial guru, obviously. Um, And we're still learning about how to, you know, earn and have our money work for us and have enough to give and have enough to save and have enough to spend, you know, like having all that balanced. Um, And we could definitely pay more attention to the numbers, um, in my opinion. But I know some people who are just so tuned in and driven by those numbers that I feel like maybe they're losing out on some of the joy in life. But again, I don't, that's their life. I'm not judging. Um, it's just not how necessarily I want to do it. And I've known people that, you know, the same way about, you know, working out, like if they miss a a day of working out, they do two workouts the next day. Well, to me, I think that defeats the purpose. I don't know. I just, and, and I've been there before and, you know, we've touched on that before, but same way with, you know, with eating, I feel like people might, you know, there's people that have punished themselves for, you know, eating certain treats or whatever, if it was, um, certain calories and then they either don't eat the next day or they work out extra or, um, I don't know. I just feel like that's just taking the whole self-help stuff to extreme. Um, I I think you've crossed beyond self-help at that point. I think you've, I think you're no longer helping yourself. Exactly. When, When it becomes a burden. Yeah. When it becomes, you know, something that causes you anxiety or an obsession in which you have to create a compulsion of doing the extra workout, doing the extra. I think that is now, now we're not helping ourselves anymore. Right. Right. And, and I think it's hard for some people to recognize when it goes from this is helpful to this is hurtful. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of, you know, maybe asking yourself like, is what, or doing right now is this rooted in some sort of truth or is this rooted in some sort of ideal that I've created from my behavior patterns or my thought patterns or whatever and um and it takes a certain kind of awareness I think and maybe having somebody that you're accountable to that they can kind of check you you know so that you don't cross that cross into that hurtful area or um 
And I mean, maybe it's the flip side. Maybe you're somebody who's got good balance with, you know, being in the helpful range of learning and applying and, and changing and all that. But you have other people that you care about that you feel like are in the hurtful section because they don't, you feel like they don't care enough to help themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of, you know, I feel like helpful is kind of in this middle range. If you look at it like a spectrum and too far to the left is hurtful and too far to the right is hurtful. You want to kind of be in the middle and that neutral, um, helpful, joyful area or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, you know, people may have, you know, thoughts on, you know, well, my so-and-so like just, you know, I don't feel like they care enough. I think they need to read some self-help books or listen to some self-help podcasts or whatever, um, and apply more change. And again, like you're not living your life, their life and you don't know for sure, but there's a certain, it's all, you know, there's mental health through all, all this, you know, like mm-hmm. if you're kind of more on the depressive side and, you know, don't have the motivation to kind of make changes that might help your life, um, you know, that you're kind of in that hurtful area too. So kind of realizing that and getting the help you need to start making changes to get into the helpful area, area. that's something that's, you know, it's kind of hard to, to recognize all the time and to get the help you need. And so falling into the wrong hands of, when you do get to the point where you're getting help, you know, it could lead to destructive behaviors or it could lead to, you know, hurtful or whatever, and just springboard you on into the hurtful on the opposite end of the spectrum. You know, there's just so many variables that go into, um, wanting, you know, like having guidance, I guess is what I want to say. So, um, just kind of being aware of how, what you feel like you're doing to, to help yourself. Is it really helpful or is it hurtful? Like in each instance, like there, there's people that, you know, and not everybody's going to understand your motivation or your behaviors. Like if you, if you're doing something drastically different than the people around you, of course, they're not really going to understand. And they, it, they might feel like it's hurtful at the time, but it's not about them. It's about you, you know? So there's, there's so much to decipher. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I feel like I'm just making this more convoluted than actually helping, um, make it more clear right now but so does that is that making sense like you yes. have to weigh if what you're doing is helpful for you of course well is it also hurting people around you that you care about and you kind of got to find mm-hmm. your balance with that too so it's just it's a yeah. lot it's a lot <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it was funny to me because I feel like I've gone through periods where I had self-help ADD where I'd be like, okay, I read this book and they said this and I'm going to try this. And then I like might do okay with it for like a couple of weeks. And then somebody else was like, oh, Rick, I recommend this book. And I read this book and I'm like, oh, well, they say it's better to do this, this and this. And so then mm. I completely switch up my routine and I try this and I you know, do that. And then I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of working too. Or maybe it's, I really feel like it's not working or whatever. And then I'm like, Ooh, I heard this on a podcast. I'm going to try that. Or, you know, (laughs) and then you're kind of really jumping around and you're not giving yourself long enough to kind of make lasting change and we're kind of moving on. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily that the methods don't work, but it's like you didn't actually apply them the right way. Or maybe you were in tune enough to realize that like, eh, that method's not for me, at least applying it that way is not. So I'm going to move on, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I love a good mantra, mm-hmm. just, just like the next person, but I think some people even will scroll through their social media and read, you know, people post these 
little mantras or little sayings or whatever they they post on their on their site and they're great for for a mantra or for something you're going to focus on you know a specific buzzword for the day or something that you're doing as a practice like an affirmation Um, for the day yeah, yeah yeah but I think sometimes people just think that that's that's it with self-help I read this and I agree and and now I'm going to scroll next and you know I think that has not helped us I know that I'm constantly coming back around to social media bad and and I'm not really because there's a lot of good things that can come from social media especially since we've been dealing with the pandemic social media has been you know a great outlet for people but I think that it has also shortened our attention span that was already short Yes, to begin with. And so I think, you know, you have to understand that those kinds of sayings, number one, if you actually Google them, a lot of times they're misquoted mm-hmm. or they were not even said by that person. Right. Or if there's like a picture of, of Morgan Freeman and then there's a quote and Morgan Freeman may have never said that yeah. or more, you know, you know, so first you have to be aware enough and and uh, um diligent enough and inquisitive enough to look look that up and and seek that out um and then if it's a good mantra or affirmation yeah adopt it but that's not your self-help for the day it or, or and then there'll be another one for the next day. That's, I think that's another way that I have created ADD in the world of the, in the world of self-help for myself is, you know, re- having to remember that those are affirmations or mantras and they have a purpose, but that's not the way self-help works. Right. And, yeah. you know, it may help you like, have a certain focus for the day or maybe come out of like a really, you know, down moment or something like that. But it is, yeah, yeah, it's just, that's just one small part, I think of, you know, putting in action. I think what, you know, I think that's what you're getting at. It's kind of more of like part of the thought process, but then you have to have action that kind of goes with that. And yeah, like you said, with the whole social media thing, um, it's very interesting because it does help you keep you connected to people further away from you, but it can take away time from the people who are right beside you. Um, it can yep. make you feel like very uh, touched and, you know, lighthearted and, you know, can, can connect you with some very positive news that you wouldn't have heard otherwise or whatever. Right. But at the same, in the same minute, you can see, you know, other horrible news that's very negative or just see posts from from people that are negative it's just you know you can go from very high vibe to very low vibe very quickly and that does something to your mental health and I think I mean there's been several people that I've talked with um, especially over the last few weeks now that it's been months and months of well, the most constant thing in people's everyday is scrolling social media. So we have these funny memes that, you know, kind of give you a chuckle or a smile or whatever. Um, there's been, you know, some really good things that people have focused on that's come out of all this. Well, then, you know, it's an election year. It's, um, 
you know, lots of other craziness happening. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I really, I didn't notice. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, that. you just totally missed that, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, so you think about all that compiled together. I mean, it's literally like you're on a roller coaster. And it's not even, and I'm not even talking about it, just the panic from coronavirus. You know, it's, it's all the other things. It's like you really have to protect yourself. You have to set up boundaries. And if you're going to use social media, use it in ways where if you're in some groups, from some, you know, positive stuff you're getting. Like I have a free community for women that I hope that is part of the positivity of, you know, being on Facebook. But at the same time, I'm almost hesitant to post too much in there because I don't want to bring people into checking their notifications and get into that, you know, get into Facebook because, you know, they might check the group, well, then they're scrolling and then they see negativity, you know? So um, I know for me, I have to kind of be really aware of what time it is when I pick up my phone and I'm, you know, searching anything or um, if I'm, you know, wanting to check in my groups, I go straight to my groups first. Well, if I end up Uh scrolling, I mean, it could be 20 minutes later and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I've wasted time and I feel like just icky, you know, like a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of negativity because of what all I just experienced (laughs) instead of coming away from if I would have just stuck to what I was doing and trying to spread positivity or train or teach or educate or inspire or whatever, connect with people, um, you know, and just left it at that, it would have been a positive experience overall. Mm -hmm. So it's just interesting. (laughs) Yeah. The last thing that I do every day uh, when I'm, I'm lying in bed, my husband and I, we, we have our electronics, you know, last minute things that we do to sort of just relax <clears throat> before you go to sleep. I get on Pinterest mm. and we have this running joke at night where I'm sitting there and at some point in time <laughs> while I'm scrolling, I'm going to say, I love Pinterest. <laughs> I love Pinterest. As I'm sitting there because it relaxes me. I can, I can Google things about organized rooms or I can look at beautiful vacation pictures or I can learn how to you know build a car battery um (laughs) whatever you know I can do I, I it's a very positive experience for me and so I make a point to end on that particular social media outlet every evening because of that because I walk away from it with such a positive relaxing feeling now that is a fantastic tip um because if people because i think people get caught up in the whole well we're not supposed to have our electronics in our face right before bed because of the blue light and the messing with your melatonin and i'm not going to get good sleep well people are going to do it anyway because it's addictive it's literally addictive Uh um So instead of going to Facebook or Instagram or whatever, where you're exposed to what other people post that may or may not be positive and you have no control over that. I mean, so it makes so much more sense to go to somewhere like Pinterest where, I mean, you might see memes and can look up crazy stuff, but it's also very easy to look up the color purple and I mean because mm-hmm. that's my favorite and I have done that. I've made a board of like my favorite shades of purple for, you know, my branding purposes and stuff and it is very soothing like mm-hmm. i don't know that's just ding i uh, love light pinterest moment <laughs> hello i love pinterest yes so now everybody i hope that you spend some time with pinterest if you're going to be on your phone and, and i'm not I, I promise i'm not being paid to say this 
<laughs> sponsored by Pinterest. No, I'm just kidding. Um, not at all. But it's it's just a very good point. I know there's like some apps like the Calm app and the Headspace and all that kind of stuff where they literally have like, you know, um, it's not it's it's visual too. I'm pretty sure like the waves and the colors mm-hmm. like kind of melting together and stuff like that. And um, I've actually looked up, I think it's called um, Yoga Nidra or whatever. And it's for sleep and it's a certain breath counts and um you know there's soft music and if you look it up on youtube they have the visualization is very colorful and you know methodical and slow and all that kind of stuff and it's very soothing um so i've looked up that kind of stuff before to fall asleep too um but i usually do try to put my screens away and that kind of thing but i'm gonna try looking at something that's more um <laughs> yeah more soothing than looking at other people's opinions and not that that's you know that's fine it's there for a reason and um and all that kind of stuff but um funny enough I was actually listening to a book about um our brains and they were talking about how um we're literally you know it, you can become addicted to the social media stuff because you're wanting to know like you know who's checked your posts are there any comments how many people liked it or like if there's thread starts and people are um arguing or whatever like you, it's like looking at a train wreck you can't not look you know like if you know it's there like you really want to see, really see what people are saying and um you know people are posting little um you know um uh, gifs about like eating their popcorn you know and just watching people fight or whatever um Uh it's literally lots up part of your brain to check social media and so Uh you have people that are literally addicted to like you know checking the media checking their email like just you know so I mean that's one of the reasons why I have my sounds turned off all the time um I usually have my notifications turned off so I don't have the little red dot you know with the number um so setting boundaries I think is a huge step in the whole self-help realm that you can apply that to so many areas of your life to actually help you feel better, to help you accomplish your goals, to help you get through your day. Um, so if you feel like you're kind of like jumping all over the place, um, just really audit and be honest with yourself. Like, you know, certain things that, you know, are part of your every day. Is this something that's helping me or is this something that's hurting me? And then you can kind of maybe start to find your, your balance with your own self-help and don't feel like you have to do what all the other people around you, well, they all do what this book says, you know, and this is what their routine is. And I've got to figure out how to make it work for myself. Like if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you and it's okay. Um, so it's, you know, really, being honest with yourself and kind of finding out like what makes you feel good? What makes you happy? What makes you um, thrive throughout your day and you're getting stuff done and you're accomplishing baby steps towards bigger goals and you feel like you're growing and you're learning. Cause I mean, I do feel like it's true. If you're not growing, you're dying, you know, it's either, are you, are you getting smarter in the sense, you know, not that you have to become, you know, an astronaut or a brain uh, surgeon or whatever, but just smarter in the sense where, what did I learn today? What, was it a life lesson? Was it a literal, you know, lesson on how, on a how to, was it, um, you know, I learned how to communicate with my kid a little better or, um, whatever. Um, I don't know. I think just kind of being more aware about it that way and not feeling like if you didn't read the latest self-help book that you're missing out, um, there's so many answers we can get if we just slow down and tune into our own minds. But at the same time, I know that it can feel like you don't want to get trapped up too much in your own little bubble. You know what I mean? In your own mind. 
you have you it is important to have outside influence because there's such a bigger world out there than just wherever you live but at the same time your world is your mind so just be careful what you feed it um what you expose it to um the way you talk to yourself what you allow people around you to to do and say and you know all that kind of stuff so um yeah you're your own that's the reason it's called self-help you're the really the only one that can do it for you so um structuring it however it makes sense for you and not being too hard on yourself and everything in moderation as always um that's kind of where I am with all that so hopefully that that will help people not feel like they have self-help ADD and they can kind of be on a good positive thought train and action train it takes both like we said it's the whole individualizing a plan taking the action and then you know a lot of us need somebody to help hold accountable um hold us accountable to actually continuing that action so if it's something you really want to change long term you've got to share it with others um or at least one other person that's gonna kind of hold your feet to the fire and make that change so that's pretty much it i guess for me (laughs) I like it. I like it. I'm good. I'm good with it. All right. Well, well, thank you so much. Yeah, that was fun. That's a fun topic. And um, hopefully we'll be in person soon and, you know, how fun that is too. So um, bring on the rest of this, you know, the rest of this little bit of the summer left as we uh, head into fall. We'll see what happens. So y'all just stay safe out there and uh, just think, is this helpful or is this hurtful? And you get to decide. It's up to you. It's your world. So, all right. right. Well, we will see y'all again on the next episode. And thank you so much for tuning in. And leave us feedback. And um, leave us a five-star rating if you so care to. And share this episode with someone you may think may benefit from it. Thanks. Bye. Bye. This is Holistic Hysteria. Hysteria.